of Staying Earnest, the podcast where we discuss the elements of taking on a career in the arts as a young person in the modern day. So sit down, stand up, grab a tea or something stronger and come with us on our journey to find some direction in our lives. My name is Emily and with me is my fellow host and good friend Harry. Yes, hello. This week being the last week of this series, our last episode of series one, um, we thought we'd sit down and just have a bit of a reflection, just the two of us, um, separate to our wonderful friends and colleague who we, colleagues who we've had over the last few weeks, and just talk about some of our some of our best moments, what we've learned, maybe mistakes we've made. Just just having a sit down, having a chill time, because it's it, we've never done a podcast before, and. We've learned a significant amount over these past <laughs> six months. Like, when did we start? We started talking about it in November, as we mentioned. Yeah. And we've now gone through production. Uh, we've gone through three other day jobs, I think, between us, if not more. At least. Trying I to run it at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, we've been through the ringer a couple of times. We've, I've, I, I know I personally have made a couple of, of cheeky slip-ups. Um, oh, same. <laughs> Uh, but I think I think we've I think we've done all right. We've come through. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we've made, made it. it work. It's not always been easy. But speaking of jobs, definitely the last couple of weeks have been the hardest. I'm working on a new show at the moment, and the the hours it's it's great, but the hours are long. Yeah, it's... and um, yeah, having to get home from a twelve thirteen hour day and then record or or be editing till God knows what time, and then having to do the same again the next day is tough but we've made it work and the um, grind <laughs> the grind indeed and actually you know what that brings me on to something i've definitely been thinking a bit about recently especially because so um a lot of tv contracts i'm sure i've mentioned before are quite short because you're contracted to work on that show and most tv shows aren't on throughout the year it'll just be for a series or something so because of that i'm starting to think about okay well what do i want to do after this contract and so i'm once again thinking about well what job do I want to do the A, I want to do that job, but will also fit round the other projects I've got going on with proxemics and with this and um, and with everything else. And it definitely is a balance. And I think it's quite a hard one when you're starting out to try and balance working enough hours to get the money in that you need and also giving yourself enough hours to work on the projects that you're that you're passionate about for yourself as well. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic actually in general that I think is actually will be quite fun to talk about between the two of us because balancing a lot of people obviously talk about the fact that before you've got the job you want you've got to do it as like a hobby or on your own terms mm. while balancing whatever right actors um writers all that all have their day jobs i think uh, um who was it that mentioned it was the muggle the muggle job um, yeah i think that might have been um grace maybe grace yeah um and it's really interesting because over these last over the course of trying to make this podcast i've had a full nine to five and i've had kind of a bunch of other like zero hour stuff that was called and had to do and it's really interesting how easy it has been from from going oh wow i can see how people fall into this for like x many years and mm. wake up one day and be like wow i've done nothing like trying to continue on a project even when you really enjoy it and you you feel passionate about it after a long day the idea of that day being longer even if it's something you really want to do Oof. sometimes you just can't I mean I did a 15 hour day on Friday and I, I at the moment I need to get on doing some funding apps from um for a play that I've got in the pipeline but 
after a 15 hour day, it was, even though it's something I really, really want, it was just the last thing that was on my mind. I think yeah, I basically just collapsed when I got in. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it is hard and it's it's a balance to to strike. And, you know, I, th- I think it is easy to get a bit lost in, in the rat race. Yeah, and, but, and um, I, I, what what the people say is like time management is like the key kind of yeah. component of that. Um, I think if there's one thing that we're you're probably better at it than me, but in the you'll basically just say I'm going to get all these things done and then go until you, as you've previously mentioned, collapse from exhaustion. Um, I don't think that's a healthy attitude, though. So maybe yeah, maybe it. I don't know. Um, whereas I'm a little bit more kind of like I'm going to write a list. And then that list is going to sit there for a week. And then I will try and get everything done until I collapse from exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the time, trying to time manage around, especially around a fif- like a 15, 14 hour day consistently, where especially, and I think in context of the podcast, social media and stuff is 24 mm. seven. Trying, I'm, and I'm terrible at it because I need to take, <laughs> bre- I, like I need to take breaks and stuff. I, I like, I, yeah. I'm not, constantly scrolling all these kinds of people and so trying to it's probably one of the biggest areas of improvement for me moving forward with it is that social media grind because that is you're constantly plugged in and that's exhausting in its own right yeah Um, yeah so trying to mitigate that and work that especially because you don't have time to go on social media with your job um (laughs) let alone to try i don't have time for lunch or to go to the loo never mind yeah exactly (laughs) which is insane um and then so I suppose the other spin of that is like amongst that we've still managed to get out, you know, as many episodes as we have, which is, which is bloody great. And as not to mention the fact as well, organizing each episode, it's not just a case of like calling someone up, sitting them down and just chatting with them. Like it's, mm. it's technical, it's scheduling, it's lining up us and them and you and me, and we're in different parts of the country and, sorting all that kind of stuff my internet has to be on this yeah. good behavior you know like there's a lot of stuff it's not as simple as just and it's sitting interesting down. actually <sighs> listening back i mean a i think we have improved as podcast hosts as it goes along i hope so um, and we have we haven't actually released them all completely in chronological order but from the ones that i know we recorded first and actually i think it's also more apparent for so i edit all the episodes and so I cut out the worst of the umming and ahhing and such that were in the first few episodes that we recorded. But you can just hear that I am so distracted by like the technicalities of it and everything. Yeah. And I kind of remember that whilst I was recording it as well. But I think now that we're more comfortable with that side of things, I definitely feel more confident whilst we're recording episodes to just focus on what's being said, engaging with the person that we're talking to <laughs> what the hell and I'm that talking side about. of things yeah yeah no i'm i i agree with that wholeheartedly um obviously i don't have quite as much of investment in the technical stuff because if something goes wrong on my end i'm like ah emily will fix it um <laughs> or cut it out or something but then the uh, the flip side of that is obviously the graphic stuff in terms of trying to get photos that work in a different way and mm. kind of like if people's different resolutions and stuff and um that's where well i mean ideally we would have gotten all of our guests together and ourselves and spent a day doing like a photo shoot type thing so they would have all all matched but i mean one we're all spread out across the country um 
and two, there's a pandemic on. So yeah, while that I mean, might be possible now, when we first started, I mean, we were in a lockdown. I think when we oh fully, we were, were recording. You couldn't, I couldn't leave my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. For anything, I could go get groceries. That was pretty much it. Yeah, um, so that wasn't an option. <laughs> Have you noticed anything else listening back to the episodes? About either yourself or me or the two of us or just in general? Um, not really. Um, in term, not, I say that. Not really that you haven't already mentioned. The umming and ahhing. The, yeah, nothing. I've noticed. I've, I've gone back. I've listened to all of them. None of them struck. <laughs> no, no. Like in terms of the, it's mostly the flow. Like yeah. what's been fascinating. It's less about listening to them back, but more about each recording session. My ability to distill from brain to voice. Mm-hmm. which is something that you wouldn't think would be difficult but is um like i you know i have a tendency to speak in run on sentences and all this kind of stuff and i have a tendency to like all of us when we're speaking to throw in filler words i remember what yeah. was one episode there was one episode where i'm pretty sure i took a tally of like how many times i said you know trying to make a point <laughs> I'm like, you, shut up. What are you... T- stop saying that, please. I'm um, slightly scared to say what... I mean, you've probably all noticed if you've been listening at home, but I, I describe it as my buffering words. So when yeah. my when my brain and, and speech are trying to catch up with one another, I say sort of quite a lot. And I don't know why, because that doesn't even really... Make, make any sense. much sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I say it, especially in the early episodes, I say it so many times. And believe it or not, I actually cut a few out of the first few episodes, but it's still in there quite a lot. They're about. That's a tally. Um, we should, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through and I'm going to like, I'm going to have stats. Like oh how no. many, how many episodes is like, how many sort ofs, how many ums, ers, you know, it's like, because that was the big, I think... It might have been Lewis's episode. I can't remember which one it was, but I was I was just sat there. And I was like banging my head against the table. And I'm like, speak like a human being, please. <laughs> oh man! So you also but, had a tendency to leave your iPad in the room, and yeah, that, that went off a few times. A couple of times, I couldn't edit it out. Yeah, I mean, just um, now, my dog has tried to walk into the room, so have fun with oh, that. Hi, Barnaby. But it's yeah, those those things. But on the flip side of that. I have improved it. Now he's trying to leave the room. <laughs> Go on. More casual vibes. <laughs> well, if it helps, I'm looking out at the canal actually at the moment, and there's a very cute, fluffy dog walking along. Uh, Barnaby will be back it. again. He doesn't understand. He doesn't. I need to get like a sign outside my door that's like, what is it? Live or whatever. Those red signs. Yeah. On air. Uh, on air. That's the one. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the, <laughs> the flip side Talking of that... Talking about our brains catching up with our mouths and stuff. Yeah, the flip side of that is I found myself, my ability to speak my mind, what I'm thinking of, has vastly improved. Mm. Like, vastly improved from doing this, which, if regardless of the podcast, is just a good skill to try and cultivate, yeah. I think. So um, I'm I'm really quite pleased with that. No, and actually, I definitely noticed it in editing as well, because the first few episodes that we recorded you have a tendency well I mean I think we all do but you in particular had a real tendency to speak for quite a long time and say absolutely nothing (laughs) well no no you would you would and then you would basically distill it in the last part of your speech so you'd talk for a long time long time going round round around 
and then you'd go so what i'm trying to say is yeah blah 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 and say it really concisely yeah and so a few times i would edit out all of the pre-ramble and you saying what i mean is and then we'd just cut to to the point but um I haven't haven't done that quite so much. The true in philosopher in me, which is just bumbling around the subject and then eventually <laughs> being like, ah, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, there's the point. I found yes, it. I found it. There it is. Somewhere up there. Mm. And <laughs> actually, you know, I, <laughs> I I talk a lot in general life, and I think I obviously I kind of said just now, but it is different when you're talking in this sort of scenario especially when we've got guests on i find it easier when it's just the two of us yeah but i'm also because we um so when we record i often have a list in front of me so we will have already spoken to our guest before ahead ahead of recording and on that list it will our usual little um introduction will be on there the game that we've planned for the end and then i normally have bullet points of certain things that we want to hit in terms of the conversation and we don't like to make it too much of an interview or whatever but obviously we do try and steer the conversation to encompass those topics and so whenever I'm speaking I'm not only thinking about what my response is to whatever's been said or what it is that I want to ask but I'm also thinking okay now how do I maneuver this conversation to go towards this point or to maybe move away from that or to move further into that or to try and get them to say something or you, you know what i'm trying to say it's there's there's yeah. more going on in my brain and so i think that leads to my constant umming ahhing and sort of well there's a skill to it that i think neither of us quite realized needed as much refinement as it did like both of us we've done we've we've spoken we've done acting all this kind of stuff <laughs> we're like i can speak to people i've and used all of a words sudden, before yeah right i i'm literate sometimes Mostly. so you know you wouldn't think the difference of like oh it's just a person in front of me and i've got a microphone and it's just recorded it's fine like it there is there's some i don't know if it's, it's there's some you know psychological difference between being sat and watching a waveform appear on a screen in front of mm -hmm. someone um than if you were to just sit down and have that conversation and i think that has been a pretty 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 fun learning curve actually very few learning yeah. curves are fun mostly they're just frustrating but it's actually been <laughs> it's actually been enjoyable to cultivate that i've skill. mostly enjoyed it until it's like cut to 10 hours later and i'm still editing out oh yeah sort like of the worst of the umming and ahhing i don't get that side <laughs> so i just get to have the fun time of being like wow i'm improving while you tear your hair out <laughs> maybe my editing's just day. improving and i'm just like <laughs> no, yeah probably that's probably more it actually no i i think I don't know. Maybe you guys at home will go haven't noticed a difference at all. I feel like we've improved, even if it's just in confidence. Yeah, I think at minimum in confidence. Um, well, if if you remember, so the first episode we did is actually the second episode we recorded because the first That's one was true. so terrible. We, we we had that meeting. We had that kind of regular meeting where we were like, we sat mm. down after, we were like, this is awful. <laughs> this I wouldn't go that terrible. far. I just remember thinking, I, I remember listening back uh, words i remember listening to it back ready to edit it and i started editing it and i just in my head i just kind of went you know what if we were to do this again it would be so much better yeah why don't we just do it again and i think we mentioned beforehand you know we were prepared already with the idea of oh well we might end up re-recording that first episode that we do because it's just the two of us we don't need to worry about getting anyone else back in to do it or, or whatever yeah exactly uh, well, speaking of other people, I feel like we've talked about ourselves quite a lot. What did you 
think about all of our lovely guests and friends that you joined beat us. You to the punch. I was about to ask you that question. Oh my um, goodness, we're just on the same wavelength, Barry. I know, Barry. oh my god. No, <laughs> Get so, it, because there's wavelengths that we're looking out of them. Oh no. Huh? Pun. God, you can tell you edit them. You're in wavelength, waveform puns or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I couldn't have been more pleased with the mm. way that, that that side of the idea panned out. Um, because my big worry which I think we shared was, are we just going to have the same conversation like every time? Like yeah. is, is is every creative person we get on going to be kind of like, follow your dreams or whatever? Like, And that was something we would have to have had confronted and been like, hey, look, the idea is kind of dry. But no, I think ev- the uniqueness of each person's perspective, especially when we had like, what, four actors? I think it was Steph, Jess, Lewis. Um, Cheska. Cheska. Like four actors, each at different mm-hmm. stages of their careers, for lack of a better term. Well, and I think I was also worried because all of our guests have been roughly our age. So we've yeah. all been early 20s. And therefore, I'm aware that, you know, we don't have the most amount of life experience no, and- just yet. And so I was worried that everyone would have a pretty similar story of went to school, realized I quite liked doing X, Y, Z, and then went, did some more at uni. And now here I am trying yeah. to work out how to do it as, as a profession. And while that has been maybe a, a rough sort of backstory to everyone, everyone's had such different experiences of going through that or finding it in different ways or, you know, I, I feel like there have been so many differences in what have, has been a relatively short amount of time for all of us, which yeah. was really interesting. Yeah, no, I think, and the fact that we can have four different people in a same in the same kind of trajectory, right? The acting side of things that each of them have each of them are at different stages to be fair but each of them have such a different route or experience or perspective to get there um that was i think it was after we did kind of two actors with different perspective i was like okay i can relax now that we're not gonna have a couple of episodes like well because it was a worry um Mm. and you know initially our perspective was okay we need to find people from different creative areas that's where the different stories will come from right Mm. so we're like we've got producers comedians music all that kind of stuff directors producers um i think i said producers twice you did well we had two of them anyway um did we i don't know didn't we no no i'm looking at a picture of grace right now and grace is a stage manager and director not a producer Bria was the producer. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but we we were that was our that was our kind of ace in the hole of like they'll be different. And then but now the fact that we've had, you know, people of the same direction, the same profession with such different perspectives. And not Mm. so you know, I'm not saying each of them spoke in essentially a different language. There were themes that permeated throughout each of the conversations, but those themes were spoken in a different way or taken from a different angle and that's the main thing i'm like yes this is worth discussing and i remember sitting down after those first few recording sessions and being like pumped at the fact that we were like no these are things these are the important things to talk about and i'm glad we're talking about them and because it was there was just as much of a likelihood as us sitting down after the first maybe three recordings and going oh 
what the hell are we talking about? Like, are we just sat here kind of either like wallowing in self-pity as to our, you know, the fact that, oh, no, it's so difficult. Or are we patting ourselves on the back of like, oh, look how well we're doing. Like, it, But it was neither of those things. Well, I it think... was all super sanguine and, and, and um, I think quite full of wisdom, oddly enough. <laughs> well, I, I also found it so interesting that we were having these conversations with our friends and people that, well, maybe we didn't both know everyone you know some of them were my friends some of them were your friends some of them mm. were mutual friends but nonetheless these are all people that we know very well or at least fairly well and yet i hadn't had a lot of these conversations with these people before yeah which it was just really nice to have this space with people that i you know know and love and respect and everything and to just hear their thoughts and opinions and and perspective on various things, particularly things that maybe we've got some sort of mutual yeah. interests or, or, or similarities in our in our desires and wants out of our careers and things like this. And so, yeah, I, I found that really surprising, but then also really really rewarding. Yeah, I completely agree. Do you have a like a do you have like a, a moment like your kind of maybe not a favorite moment, but a moment to like bring to mind of an episode that you're like that stuck with me? I'm gonna go maybe one or two. I've got a few. Yeah, I don't think I would necessarily have like the moment, one but... standout favourite. Um, potentially, there are a few things that Grace was talking about that I, I really enjoyed some of those conversations about getting um, sort of the, the response to the pandemic in theatre, both mm. in terms of what's more likely to come back first and what what we hoped would be produced yeah it was super insightful first when theatre is now luckily reopening obviously it was not at the time um uh that that was a really interesting conversation uh i really enjoy i so lewis i was really really close to him a few years ago and we've just sort of you know not fallen out of touch per se but we've just both been doing really different things both been really busy haven't spoken to him as much over the last few years so it was really interesting to hear about his experiences with agents and that's something i'd not really ever heard of before so that was cool that's that's a pretty standard not Lewis's cool <laughs> that was really bad but um yeah i was really glad we had that conversation i hope you know maybe someone someone else will hear hear that and it might help them to perhaps do a little bit more digging than they might have done otherwise when they're choosing an agent yeah well i think of some more what about you well i lewis's was a big one for me um that was the big episode where i was like wow um that's not a that's i've i i've never heard of it before and it's such a ground roots look at agencies and the kind of day-to-day of like wow okay you come out of drama school and you've got to go and like email 300 people even after emailing Mm -hmm. 300 people you're then stuck you know for auditions and then the whole thing dries up it's like that was just insane um such an it's it's just a great story and a great moment i think one of the uh, one of grace's tidbits the hundred rejections thing that was that was a (laughs) fascinating but it was because like rejection is something that you know is is you've got to deal with it and if you can find any way of dealing with it in a manner that doesn't suck (laughs) you know i'm all for it that was that was a big one um I tell you what I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the contrast between the two Ollie's attitudes. (laughs) Yes. That's a really good point. 
in um, a way they've both done similar ish things i know in different fields and and everything um and perhaps out of slightly different intentions but both of them run their own groups with uh my boyfriend ollie's case it's a music group and with ollie norton smith it's um a theater company and yet they both had completely different ideas around that and what they wanted then from that you know with um one Ollie wanting to very much push that to be his sole career and the other one going, oh no, now I feel like I've made myself stuck yeah, just in self-producing and I don't know if that's what I want. And so it's, it is really yeah, interesting to hear people really go through point. similar things and for both of them to have a really pretty good degree of success for people of our age starting out. So, you know, not, not that long ago. Um, and yeah, to have, have such different responses to that, that was really interesting. It goes to show, I suppose. It really does well, go yeah, to show. Yeah, it goes to show like... there's no one way to go about things and that even the same or similar ways isn't always the right one for different people. Um, so that, that was really interesting. I also really enjoyed hearing Fitz's perspective on what constitutes as success in the, f- in the field that you're interested yeah. in. Um, because for her, it was very much about being content with what you're doing and, mm. and feeling fulfilled with what you're doing. And if actually feeling fulfilled means doing a job that you love and you find that creativity in within it and you get to do what you love just as a sort of hobby and it takes the pressure off and it just means you can enjoy it, then that's brilliant. Um, yeah. I, I, would you argue, I think that was the healthiest perspective Um, of all of them everyone else had that kind of spark of like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this to like like there's that almost masochistic sense of like i'm willing to push through the thing and it sucks but i want it when whereas fitz was much more a case of like i'm perfectly content i like teaching uh and i like stand up and that's what i'm doing i was like wow that's a breath of fresh air considering (laughs) especially for me um because it's just you know you and i think in a lot of ways it's quite a mature attitude as well thoroughly thoroughly Um, i mean I remember the, con- but again, in contrast to the conversation we had with Jess, which me and her were in the same boat of like, if you're not doing something to achieve a top level of it, it's not worth doing. Radically mm. unhealthy attitude, right? <laughs> but it's, that doesn't prevent the fact that it's an attitude that I hold and need to work on. And similarly to Jess. And, you know, so I think if nothing else, what we've just outlined in terms of moments that have, have stuck with us is, is that variety right and then the variety yeah. between experiences between so jess kind of ending up in 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 drama school in the way that she did and right? then on the other side you've got someone like steph who's who's trying to get who's jumping through the hoops of auditions at the moment and and everything and yeah. and um, Cheska as well and then Cheska, who's on the other side of that entirely which is she's learning to dance from scratch in in order yeah. to get in so it's like it's just it's just a kind of the the variety of experience and that's the thing we've had we've had a lot of people on this podcast who what they want to do it it feels it's a very sort of single-minded this yeah. is all yeah, all yeah. i want to do kind of no blinkered vision type thing <laughs> well i think um, you'd find that in common with it's interesting actually so I was thinking about this the other day. Do you reckon part of that is the career you want to go in or part of it is all of the discussion surrounding that career, right? So if you want to be, if you change your, if you say, oh, I want to be, um, I don't know, like a lawyer or something. Like there's still that single-mindedness, but there's still that little bit of like, 
oh, but if I don't want to, I can transition into this or, you know, all this kind of stuff. And people are pretty accepting of that. Whereas because of all the talk around the arts being, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. And this is probably similar to the conversation I think there we're definitely having is with an element of that. And I think there is that in other professions as well. You know, say if you go into medicine, you've done a five-year degree. Mm. Um, you know, you've you've got to be fairly single-minded in order to do that. Um, or at least just really committed to, to wanting to do that. But I yeah. do think there is this slight almost aura of if you know if you're going to make this decision it's gonna be hard and yeah, so you like, have all these questions of like are you sure are you sure are you sure it's gonna be difficult and you i mean i don't know about you but i felt like so many times i turn around and be like yes i'm sure yes i'm sure yes i know it's hard it's yeah. gonna be, this is what i want to do this is what i want to do and i know i have had those moments whereby it's never actually been a case of oh i don't want to do it but it's been but you've had the thought right which is yeah i've had a a couple of times been you know especially in the last year or two Mm. i've gone oh my god i do actually you know i need to i don't live at home i need to earn money to pay off my rent and like oh my god maybe it would just be easier to like get a nine to five in an office that has nice people in and i i quite enjoy it and you know it's, it's maybe been for about an hour and then part of me has gone, oh, God, no, I, I couldn't I imagine all the people that would turn around and be like, oh, well, she just couldn't make it, could she? Yeah. But then there's also an element of me going, well, actually, I would hate that. Whenever I've done office work, I always get home and I'm like, oh, I hate doing office work. I much prefer to be yeah, it's, doing the practical side of stuff. That's so, really interesting. Yeah. The yeah. conversations that surround the careers are really interesting because that's Definitely. a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that, the single-mindedness. And then trying to diagnose what that single-mindedness stems from um, mm-hmm. and why maybe it spreads throughout as many people as it does in this kind of, in this, across anything to do with, you know, the creative industries or the arts or Well, it's whatnot. often described as catching the bug, isn't it? Yeah, but I, don't, I think there's something different about that, which is mm-hmm. there's as much as catching the bug as all of the, like, all of, it's all of the talk that surrounds it, which is like, well, you'd better commit. Mm. and so as you've said and I there, think it is also this attitude of if you don't do it it's because you haven't been able to make it yeah. not necessarily because you chose not too later on yeah even though that will be the case yeah. for another of side of that coin which is the whole well you wouldn't you know you'd rather have tried yeah that's a, i always find that question yeah. really quite scary um because yeah, you're laying up for that sense of mm at what point do you accept that you have tried? But here's, and... well, I, <laughs> the moment I realised it was something I definitely knew I was going to pursue, it's a very bizarre moment. I remember being very hungover in a cab in Edinburgh at the Fringe and my parents had come up to see whatever show I was in that year. I must admit, I can't actually remember which year it was. Um, and so I was in this cab on the way because they were staying on the other side of the city to go and see them and this taxi driver was talking to me about various things and he was like oh so is this what you want to do and again I sort of had this conversation we've been describing of yeah it is yeah definitely and he said well you do know it's hard and I just turned around to him I think it's the first time I'd ever said this and I just said you know what I'd rather have tried and in 20 30 however many years look back and go I gave it my best shot than to be in 20 30 years time Mm look back and go why did I never even bother 
or never even give it a go. Yeah. Um, and then over the last year or so, I've definitely realized that, at least for me, I think maybe for different people, people, people might go in different directions. But I don't think for me it will ever really be a case of I just stop working in anything surrounding this. It would maybe potentially be that mm. it evolves into something slightly different to perhaps what I imagine at the moment what I want to do. Um, you know, I've sort of mentioned on here before that I would love to own my own venue one day and be an artistic director of a venue. I've currently got my company proxemics i want to go that have my own venue with it one day and maybe one day it isn't a professional theater company that i'm running out of that venue but maybe one day it might be a theater school that i'm running out of a venue or a place like a gig venue or you know there are so many different ways that it could go and and such and i don't necessarily see myself ever going no i could never do that because why not? Yeah, I, I, I wish I had such clarity. <laughs> one day, uh, Harry. One sure. day. We're one, getting there. Yeah, for sure. I maybe know, by the I end of Series a... 2. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. Or maybe we'll have exactly the same conversation again. We'll be like, what's happened? Nothing. <laughs> that can't be true. No, because even even in the few weeks we've done this, it's like things things have radically yeah. changed. Yeah. Um, or not changed, but like moved forward. Like. Even in a time where absolutely nothing is moving, <laughs> there's still movement, which is, I think, a thoroughly, thoroughly positive thing. Well, um, when you think back to where we were last November, you had no clue what was going to happen next. True. I was feeling a bit stuck about trying to do anything in theatre and was feeling a little bit stuck in terms of the job I was in at the time in TV as well. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm in a job that while it is stressful and and a lot, I do really enjoy. I've also managed to do the first play with Proxemics. We made it a radio play as opposed to an in-person play because pandemic. Um, And we've got everything in place to to do the next one that will touch wood be in person. You've got into film school. Yeah. You know, it's we've true. made strides even during Things, a panini. Yeah, yeah. We have, it's actually, that's a very, very good point. I have a tendency to focus on what isn't. And if you think about it in terms of, and both of us are very lucky in that, but then again, maybe we should give ourselves more credit. I don't know. Well, and also on top those of are that, steps forward, journey of a thousand yeah, miles. And on and top all of that, that, we have a podcast as well, and, and we've managed we've, to <laughs> and we've done a with season and... of a podcast, <laughs> a whole um, season. Yeah, and well, yeah. speaking of, we've mentioned that we are planning a season two. We are um, season series. I don't, which one do we reckon we're landing on, season or series? I feel, I feel like it's series, isn't I it? Think it's series. I feel we're like English. seasons American. Yeah. Um, and we are British. We'll go series. Uh, series. We're never going to say the word season two. again. But yes, we are planning series two. So ahead of that, we'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed listening over the last few weeks to us working out what on earth we're doing, both in terms of our lives, but also in terms of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and want to hear some more and maybe have some thoughts about it. Maybe there's a type of profession within the arts or even not within the arts that you'd you'd love to hear from if hopefully we've got a contact with someone in that let us know or 
maybe if there's just certain conversations you feel like we've missed completely that we we should have been having dm us email us whatever is the best way to get in touch do we'd, we'd love to hear um and we will definitely yeah. consider consider anything that gets put forward of course what are some things series two that you think that we should uh we should explore well i think some of my friends in tv we haven't had any of them in that's um, true so we really haven't spoken about tv and film much at all which no. is weird because you want to work in film and i work in tv so <laughs> that's, that's a good point that's a good point yeah um, i think i think that's completely definitely avoided something. our own kind of trajectories in terms of our guests yeah yeah um what about you i want to see some i want to see some curveballs i want us to sit down and think mm. what's you know as you've just mentioned there maybe someone not in the arts and see what insight we can glean from from someone our age from that maybe yeah um i think that might be quite interesting because there is there's a lot of what we're talking about and we've mentioned it actually in this in this episode in terms that spans across any kind of career you know as a young person trying to go through anything there's a lot flying around and i think you know i think we could if we can if we can somehow wrap that insight into our context i think we'd have i think i think that'd be a good good fun either an experiment or just a fun episode to try and explore yeah um yeah i agree broaden our horizons a little bit because it's easy to get wrapped up in the kind of self this is my direction it doesn't matter you know elsewhere my genre of career and i think you know there's a lot to be gleaned from 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 as many as many perspectives as possible um definitely i think that would be very very cool to do well, yes. So we hope to get some more perspectives. We hope to have some more, hopefully, interesting conversations with with some great people. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who has joined us for this first series. Series. We landed on series. Series. Um, series. That's the that's the word we're using. <laughs> series. And we will hopefully. I was about to say speak to you. We don't. Well, we speak, speak and you just listen. <laughs> I don't know. How does this work? <laughs> see, see you. We don't see anyone either. Um, no. We hope to have. Hopefully, you you'll in. hear from us soon. Yeah, we hope to have you tune in again. You. Yes. That's the, the individual one, listening to this now. <laughs> That's Thank you for listening to The Importance of Staying Earnest. If you want to keep up with us outside the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T-I-O-S-E underscore podcast or on Facebook at The Importance of Staying Earnest podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at T-I-O-S-E dot podcast at gmail.com. Please drop us a review if you enjoyed and we'll see you next time.